Hey, it's Future Dave, and as you listen to this episode, you will hear where my internet was going in and out, and eventually it just went out and never came back. Jim, being the trooper that he is, carried on, put the show on his back, and carried it to the end. So if things sound a little weird at times or choppy or what's going on, that's what's happening. Ask the podcast coach for June 6, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy, happy, really happy Saturday morning to you. Good to see you. It's always good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. I, I don't know why. I was just super excited about being here this morning so i was excited last night i was like hey it's friday let me tomorrow and i uh, I rolled over in bed this morning and you know how you have to kind of um you kind of have to think for a second like okay where am i and what day is it and i rolled over and i'm like oh that's right it's saturday i was like (laughs) yes well it it is saturday and that means we have the morning coffee pour so of course we want to we want to thank mark over at podcastbranding.co dave tell them what they've won Yeah, if you were looking for cover art, I just ordered more from Mark. So he keeps giving us money and I keep giving it right back to him. Uh, I've got a new podcast I'm working on. But if you're looking for cover art, logos, you want a really nice looking website, social media, ebooks, lead magnets, you got it. He's an award-winning graphic web designer with over 30 years in the design field. And he's a podcaster, which is even better. He's been podcasting since 2013 and he's branded over 100 podcasts. And he's eager to work with you. His mission is to ensure your podcast looks as professional as possible, offering you the best chance at success. Check him out, podcastbranding.co. And Mark, thanks for uh, sponsoring The Morning Pour. Yeah. Did, it, did you make the sound? I didn't quite hear it. I, what, I did. What's that sound can... again? What's the... So beautiful. I think I think I talked over it. I think that's what what I did. That could be. Yeah. I went out to Facebook to to kind of find new stuff. It's a lot of the kind of same old, same old. Did you find any? (laughs) Well, here here is um, like one. uh, Speaking of somebody who's thinking of starting a show, I uploaded my tenth podcast today. So congratulations on that. And I noticed that my podcasts are all different styles. Like one week, I'll interview a wrestler. Another week, I'll be talking about movies. I feel like I should create different podcasts for my different oh. episodes. Has anyone created multiple shows? <laughs> How can... Okay, sorry. No, everybody's just doing one. That's it. You're not allowed to have two. It's against the law these days. Oh, how do you... I don't know. Like, I like I would have... like. Four, five, six years ago, maybe even. But it, I, I'm not ripping the question. It's just you got to have your eyes... The, that's the kind of thing that drives me crazy on social media. Sometimes it's like, are, d- did you not look around at all? Like, do you not see? You know. Anyways, I get it. I get it. They're still asking, "What's the best media host?" I saw oh, that. that totally. That that'll that'll live on forever. I do think uh, that's a huge temptation, right? When you start a podcast, you start experimenting with different formats, right? You're you're trying things. I did a um. Uh, so in our strengths community, in the community that I work full-time for, for the, I've been telling them, Hey, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you're having trouble with your microphone, let's just get on the phone and talk like this, doing this on Facebook. It's not helpful. Like you will get about 8,000 different recommend recommendations. Let me talk to you about what you're doing and how you're going to do it. 
and I, I gave the typical 10, you know, like get 10 episodes that you never release speech to someone, which is like, you know, get some things done, try some things out. Cause they too were like, well, I'm thinking I might do this, but I'm thinking I might do that. I think those launch or those pilot episodes are really important for that kind of get that out. Like don't make it a podcast until you're confident it's going to have its format. However, if you want to have a variety podcast, just keep doing it that way. Home Gadget Geeks is nothing but a tech variety show. One week we talk about lawns. The next week we talk about, you know, we talk about um, Wi-Fi enabled garage door openers. The next week we're talking about Bitcoin. Those are all variety, right? And the audience has grown to like that. That's what they, that's the feedback that I get, Dave. So, you know, for me, I always say, go with, go with what's most comfortable. You know, you and I both know, though, that starting multiple podcasts and you're the king of this. Yeah. Is a lot of work. Like you will be consumed pretty fast. Well, I told him, I said, keep in mind that the one thing that every podcast needs is promotion. It's yeah. you can't just put it out there and think it's going to take off. And I said, and there's only 24 hours in a day. And I said, but it might be instead. I said, you also need to, I would say that in, in fact, let me go. Where is, oh, uh, I had it. Let's see. What are the rookie mistakes I should avoid as a podcaster? So it's kind of a, Flip on that. Uh, I love podcasting, but definitely want to learn how to grow with it. Don't set your gains too hot. That's a good one. If you speak about some evidence or stats, cite your sources, turn off notifications, record your sixth to 10th episode first, then record episode one through five. This way you won't sound like a newbie when you first start off. That's true. (laughs) And this is the one that Jim always says. And I, I, I always like everybody thinks if I record it, I have to release it. And uh, no, you can actually throw them away. And so, you know, I always go back to my music days. We didn't go do gigs until we were in the basement for a few months. And I remember like, I remember like my very first band. I remember we were playing um, Refugee by Tom Petty. And And we actually got through the song. Like we started it, made it through. Nobody forgot the lyrics. Nobody played the wrong part. Bass play. And we're like, and we got through it and we're like, Hey, like we actually got through the song. Like, you know, so we weren't doing that in front of people. Like you kind of practice first. Don't collab with just anyone. Use constant bit rate. Record a bunch of times to really get a handle on your equipment. Boy, that's a a big one. uh, I would say, but the thing I thought was interesting because nobody in here says, anything about content it's all keep your intro music short yeah you should should probably spell check and nobody's talking about trying to be everything to everyone yeah like that's a big mistake that's Um, hard to go either wide or narrow um i I get this feedback i just got it this morning on facebook hey does anybody have a quick like they're looking for case studies mm. and every show i do is a case study yeah yeah right and they're they're in depth and they're you know there's there's a lot of conversation and then people are like, well, do you have anything faster than that? Like, is you have like a five minute version? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it, the five minute version, people go, well, do you have more? <laughs> you know, so you, like what I, you can't, you can't, you can't please everyone all the time. You just can't do it. You got to kind of stay true to your, my programs are 45 to 50 minute case studies. That's what they are in. To, to try to shorten them up is not in my wheelhouse. I just, I'm not, that's, I'm not good at that. If somebody else wants to do that, they're welcome to. So I think you know, stay true to what you're, to what you're best at. 
Yeah, Kyle says, I have two podcasts that have never seen the light of day. I like the first one, but didn't have the energy to do it. And the second one was too involved. I started another one. I'm, I'm playing with a, a new media host. And uh, what I like about them is you can dynamically insert ads that are your own. And it's free. So it's not going to be around forever. It will eventually go out of business. It's a horrible business model. And um, but I have on my weight loss show, somebody bought from a really old episode. There's a thing called Plan to Eat. It's an app where you can basically scan recipes and then you take the recipes and put them on a calendar because like I am going to eat, you know, my turkey meatloaf on Wednesday. And then that turns that into your shopping list. It's pretty sweet. And somebody bought one. I think I made nine bucks on the affiliate deal. And I was like, huh. And then I was playing with this thing. And I'm like, you know what? I've already told myself I need to cook more. So I started a show called New to Cooking Mm. because it turns out I am uh, new to cooking. And so in the middle, there's an ad for this, this app. And I'm just like, let's see if this does anything. I have no idea. And it's, it is another kind of typical Dave Jackson, not a great podcast. It's just me. Like last, the last one I talked about how spices are kind of a pain in the butt because you've got all these little jars and you can't see them. And that's how you end up with three jars of oregano because you can never tell that you've already got two in the, the kitchen and things like that. Oh, Dave was saying earlier he was having some trouble with the Internet. So we may we may have lost him temporarily. So Dave's talking about, you know, starting new podcasts based on on interests, right? Which is, I think, a really good idea when we think about, I'm, I'm always thinking, especially for the episodes of my show. So for like, for the, for my episodes of Home Gadget Geeks, right? I try to spend some time finding what's interesting both to me and to my audience. So far, I haven't gotten any negative feedback on that. I just, we did a, uh, all feedback show or we're doing an all feedback show on Home Gadget Geeks June 18th. And I've asked for some feedback from my audience on that. Uh, for that all feedback show. And the intent was for them to give, well, one, I, I, it's, it's a chance for me to hear from the audience of what, um, uh, of what they're thinking. And then two, uh, it gives me a chance maybe to, to get some, to get some new material, you know, to get what are they thinking, right? And so lately I've heard comments uh, and I have gotten comments back from them that are saying things like, they, that they do like the variety. They don't tune in for everything, uh, that because it's a variety, because it's a variety show, they don't necessarily tune into every single show or listen to every single show. If it's a topic that they might not be interested in, then they, um, they, they'll probably skip it, especially now, right? I mean, we've been, we've been having a lot of, uh, I don't know about you. I can't keep up with my current, my, you know, my current podcast subscription the ones I've subscribed to, right? I can't keep up with them. So it's been interesting um, to start getting that feedback kind of back in uh, to start hearing from them. And it's been been really, really healthy um, for me to be able to do that. But it has been, it's going to start driving some of the content that I do in the future because they've given me some some pretty good ideas. Dave, can we hear you? We're back. It's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's my, uh, it's my, my uh, modem. Mm-hmm. Either Spectrum is losing their connection or my modem is just going to reboot every now and then. Yeah, so I looked, looked right. over and I was like, hmm. So that could, that could make the show interesting. So you were saying you had started a cooking. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, so I just started it and um, it was fun because I went to make meatloaf and I've it dawned on me. I think I've used my oven twice in four years. I turned the 
the time, like the, the heat up to 375. And it turns out you have to hit the on button or start. <laughs> so this meatloaf is just yep. sitting there. And I'm yep. like 30 minutes later, I come back. I'm like, that's odd. It's cold. And I was like, well, oh. and that, that's that, which then invented my new tagline, which is welcome to new to cooking where you'll either get a great meal or a great story. And uh, yeah, so it's just been me trying to cook. And then I'm like, like I bought an instant pot which yeah. has Wi-Fi capability oh. so I can actually see like I can set it on right. my phone. Right. And, um, you know, just, but there are, do just there the are, new Instapots have a Wi-Fi. I mean, I have an uh, Instapot. Do you think there's a new one? Yeah. That came okay. out. Mm-hmm. And in the fact, like my last episode, which will be out in two weeks. So it's, I've also got like three weeks ahead. It's just explaining that if you're new to cooking, you know, you have to have the mentality that, you know what, it's a very three bears scenario. But basically, the first time I did hard-boiled eggs in an Instant Pot, they were, like, not hard at all. All, And the first time I did sweet potatoes, they were crunchy. Like, you, there's going to be a too soft, too hard, burnt. Okay, now that's good. So, yeah. yeah. That'll, kind, of, that'll, kind of figuring it out. I think this yeah. is where it, it – well, let me blend this into what I was saying uh, with just before you, you came back in. So, I think that, that – really all, um, you know, in your cooking, you're trying different things out and eventually you're going to find what works for you, what you like and, and what, what works for the equipment that you have. And I think that's a lot of the same thing in trying out different content on podcast of what works for you, what's in your sweet spot, what, what's your, you know, like I, I've, I've discovered I'm not good as the authority. Like I'm not a good authority person. I don't want to, I don't want to be the one. I definitely don't want to do solo podcasting. Like that's awful <laughs> for me. Awful. I was picturing that when I, when I got booted off of Mike, poor Jim, he's like, no, no, it's actually okay. Like I can do it in a pinch. I can do right. it when I need to. Like I can, I can, I can talk. Like don't get me wrong. Right. It's just not my, it's not my favorite thing to do uh, in podcasting. So getting that, but getting that audience, uh, Dave, I was saying as you were out, I was saying we're doing an all feedback show for Home Gadget Geeks on mm. June 18th. So I invited the listeners, send me any feedback you want, including stories or questions or comments, whatever, and we'll read them on the show. So 100% feedback show. I don't know if it'll work, but we're going to give it a try. Well, in that feedback that I've gotten back, it's been really, really helpful. Some folks say, you know, yes, you're a variety show, but I don't, because of that, I don't listen to every single show. Like they make a determination in the beginning. What are we going to talk about? If we're talking about lawn tech and they're not, they, they live in an apartment. Well, okay. Probably right. not going to, not going to listen. So you run, I think you run some of that risk, but it, it's, it's good to hear from them. You know, it's, it's good, you know, much like you get cr- a crunchy potato out of an Instapot, it, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I got to figure out how to do this differently. I think, too, there's opportunities to um, to get some feedback through a survey. And I don't think, I think some podcasters think a survey has to be like 50 questions mm-hmm. and it's got to be super in-depth. And we at Gallup, and, and I don't I don't speak on behalf of Gallup during the show, but I'll just say, We've learned surveys need to be short. <laughs> so, you know, our longest survey is like 12 questions. So, I, you, you, you know. I think my favorite survey is Lee Silverstein from We Have Cancer. What do you like about the show? What do you wish it would do different? And what would you like to hear in the future? Like, that's his, that's his survey. It's kind of like, what's good? What's bad? What do you want to hear in the future? Yeah. yeah. No. And, and I, it's just good to do it on a fairly regular basis. It's hard. It's hard to get that feedback. And sometimes it's hard to get it. <laughs> like, it's not hard to yeah. receive it. It's hard to just get it. Like, get you got to keep um, uh, Brandon in the chat room. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I need to send some of that feedback into you. And and I I think I've learned, too, like I started, and you would know about this, too. 
in you used to take a question of the month. Do you still do still that? Still do. Okay. Yeah. The question of the month this month uh, is if you could have any guest on your show, who would it be and why? Schoolofpodcasting.com yeah. slash question. We'll get you, you have there. to ask that. You can't ask that uh, this week and get answers Monday. Mm-hmm. Like no. you're going to, it's going to take a couple times. It's going to yeah. take uh, some consistency in it, right? The more consistent you are, the, the more it's like the power of, of advertising. Like the coffee pour became a thing because I just started doing it over and over and over and over. Right. Right. And, and I think in getting feedback, you have to be persistent about it. Well, the other thing I learned is I used to always announce the question of the month towards the end of the episode. Well, there are some people that don't make it that far. So you got to put it at the front. And it's one of those things that I almost need to have a question of the month be what should I ask for the question of the month? Cause that's one of those things where I'm like, uh, you know, and the last one came from a, a listener. He's like, why don't you ask that? And I'm like, okay, that's, that's yeah. cause yeah. I had one that was just pretty stinky. Thought about doing that in your Facebook group, like letting them. I have. Um, do they do, sometimes you do that and nobody. Like, oh, yeah. It's crickets. That's kind of yeah. when you know, you have maybe you have a bad idea too. Like when you put something out and it doesn't spark, like everybody's like, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, that probably shouldn't be a question. Well, I had quit it in, I want to say the beginning of 2020. I was kind of like, all right, I'm out of questions. We're good. And then I had like three people like, hey, what happened to the question of the month? I kind of like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, all right, well, I guess we'll bring it back. You know, um, uh, Brandon asked me a question. I think, no, I think it was Kyle uh, while you were gone. He'd said, hey, because I mentioned the word case study, you know, our, our, uh, uh, some of my Gallup podcasts, the called to coach, we call success stories and they're really just case studies, right? They're just for a 45 minute verbal or 50 minute verbal working through a certain set of questions. And so Kyle, when I say case study, that's what that is. In other words, we go in, we follow a case study format. So, you know, what was the problem? How did you, how did you explore that? What solutions did you come with? How did you implement it? What was the results, right? Typical kind of case study format. That's a summarized version of it, but so uh, that's that's what we do. I don't I don't feel like it's good for me to get my customer feedback or my customer um, case studies in any less time than that. It takes time to get some of those things out. So yeah. some people just want things consolidated. Like just tell me in a minute. You know, it's the DIY YouTube problem, which is I need to fix something. Tell me how to do it in three minutes. You know, that's it. So, Craig wants to know if if you had the time to launch another podcast, oh, what would uh, you podcast about? Space for sure. Yeah. NASA, space, SpaceX, those kinds of things. If I had, if I had time and the resources and, and that, that's to me, that's the most interesting thing to me right now. Yeah. The, um, Carrie says she sent out a survey, um, after every shoot, but when people don't do it, I get nervous <laughs> and assume that nah, they're, they're probably mm-hmm. just busy. The other thing I you know, got, you got to keep doing it though. You got to keep, it's got to be in everything because the percentage of getting a response back is so small. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the one for this month is the 26th is when I need your, your answer in and I will get a boatload on the 25th and I will get a ton on the 26th and I'll probably get one on the 27th that goes, Hey, I know I missed the deadline, but. Which means you should move that deadline up a day. (laughs) So you you know, it's coming, right? (laughs) Like don't, don't like fake them into a deadline. Cause that, that, you just set that deadline. It's arbitrary. Set it a day earlier. Yeah. We did that in the band. Our last song was never yeah. our, our last song. No. We, we always had no. one in the, in like one more to pull out of our, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you know, yeah. you want to, you kind of want to leave you human nature, right? I think when we think people are going to do things we say, we are grossly mistaken. Like they're not, they're going to do exactly the opposite. Sometimes they're going to, you know, um, you know, sometimes your biggest fans are also your biggest distractors. You know, sometimes you're, you just, you, you can't, you can't predict any of these things. And so, and you got to love, you got to love your fans, even when they give you really hard feedback. Yeah. That's the hard part. Like when you get really tough feedback and you're like, oh, this is awful, but they're right. <laughs> yeah. we, we're at Gallup. We're trying to transition all of our content digital. And it, it's just not, you can't, you know, you just can't snap your fingers. It's mm -hmm. a complicated problem. And we're in the midst of changing systems and we're doing all kinds of tech stuff that's just making it technically very, very difficult. Well, customers want it now. Like, why, why can't it be now? Why can't I have yeah. it? Why, why can't you just make PDFs and make it available and just put them on the internet? Well, because that's not how commerce works. You know, we need a way to be able to sell it to you. And we need to, you know, you know, you've run, you've run, um, uh, merch sites plus, uh, and uh, what am I, what am I thinking of, uh, uh, where, where people have to sign in? What, what do we call those? Membership, membership sites. There yeah. we go. You've run membership sites. You know how hard that is, right? I mean, that's not easy stuff. No, it's, it's, uh, well, the other thing, anytime, if, if one thing I've learned from, and I guess we all kind of do this, doesn't matter what your job is, but for me in teaching, Number one, I love the fact that things change all the time because then you need training on it. But the other thing I know is, man, do people hate change. And I, we did a survey because we would spend a fair amount of money on this book that you got to take home. And then we did a survey of our customers that said, have you used the book since you got home? And they all said, no, never touched it, blah, blah, blah. So we switched to you can now get a PDF of the book and your example files and people lost their mind. They're like, wait, where's the book? Because all it was was a, a safety blanket that they could, t knowing that if I need to, I can go home and look in the book. And it was like, well, it's it's the same thing. It's just a PDF. And they were just like, people were like, oh, I, I paid for a book. No, it's totally. part of the and they yeah, were like, you're being cheap. How dare you? Like, I paid for this class. Yeah. And you're not like, and you're like, oh, well, well I thought, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Fred's re Fred is requesting. We're getting audience requests now for uh, coffee pours. Okay. So, right. This is the mid-show coffee pour. <laughs> Thanks again to marketpodcastbranding.com. Is it 11? It is 11. Well, of course, yeah. I missed a big chunk of it because I was no, no worries. Let's rebooting get, let's my awesome. Let's get our awesome supporters in there. Let's, <laughs> let's get that. Let's get yes. that done and out of the way. I'm trying to find the PowerPoint because and, again, and by the way, you could sponsor this this section, this midsection of the show. There's a teacher's pet option. I think that Dave is going to talk to you. That's a you get the very first slide that the very first every slide. time, every very first slide. You could do that. So, Dave, tell them how, how would they if they were going to be the teacher's pet? How would they do that? Ask the podcast coach dot com slash awesome. We'll get you there. And yeah, there's there's one person. This is only available to one person. It's the teacher's pet. If you're looking to start a podcast or you need some feedback on one or anything like that, it is uh, greatly discounted one-on-one -on -one coaching with uh, with me. And then we always think in every episode, we think our $20 supporters. So we're talking about awesome people like Greg over, over at DebtShepherd.com and Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. I'm very... uh 
I, I'm glad we have sunshine here because Glenn's keep putting pictures on his uh, Facebook where he's riding his bike and snorkeling because he's down in Florida. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, Max uh, is up in the air at Aviation News Talk. Hmm. There's yes, uh, Shane from Spybrary.com, Carl White over at Life in the Carolinas Podcast.com, Kim Craggy at Toastmasters101.net. Uh, Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, it's super easy. Just go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And one of the reasons why I dug out my uh, box today is at one o'clock, the awesome supporters, along with members of the School of Podcasting, will be having a private meetup hmm. at one o'clock. And I'm like, I got to have this fixed by one o'clock. It can't be like... Rebooting in the middle of my uh, office hours and stuff. Yeah, so it's going to be tough. You're going to have to, we'll have to end right at 11 so you can. Well, you can, yeah, I'm going to say there might not be a post show today. Yeah. Or, oh. or something. Nah, we'll see. It oh. depends on how frequently this reboots. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if it does it one more time by the end of the show, like that would be a bad um, chat room while we're waiting for Dave to come back. So we'll see how it comes back. Uh, tell me about in, in the, in the comments, like what is your biggest technical hurdle? Like everybody has something that they, Max is going to get a lot of, uh, of ad advertising on this, says Kerry Porter in the chat room. What's your technical hurdle? Like what's your, uh, and maybe that's not the right word, but nemesis is the word I'm looking for. What's your technical nemesis? What is the thing, you know, this morning, Dave, we're having trouble with his modem or whatever it is. What's the one thing that you um, that you have problems with? Craig says it's uh, his website. Brandon in the chat room says editing and the time it takes. Uh, yeah, editing is certainly um, <laughs> Brandon. I am with you like that. Uh, that is anything to do with words is uh, is my kryptonite. I've been watching a lot of Superman lately. Carrie says my Synology NAS backup service to Backblaze. Okay, well that's that that yeah. Carrie, I have a community that helps with things like that. So uh, just saying, although I, I'm not sure that's pretty specific to Synology, but um, yeah, getting those um, a great NAS device to be able to, to get your files, audio and video files stored. Uh, Carrie says the connection always disconnects on that. Um, so you might want to contact their support on on that. I think that would be a backblaze question. Uh, go to them and, and see if you can figure out what's going on with that. And maybe at your ISP as well. Uh, Max, uh, who's in the chat room says he's the teacher's pet. Sorry, Max, you got a little extra, you got a little extra promo today. That's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie's not happy with her NAS device. So that's, that's a little bit of work. Usually Synologies are really good devices for this. So it's a little surprising to me that, that you're having some problems with it. And maybe it's, uh, I don't know, Synologies on the top of the leaderboard in the NAS department. So, um, and that surprised me, but. Uh, not not out of the question. If you ever want to chat about it, let me know. John says, I do remote interviews, and the biggest frustration is the sound quality of the guest. John, amen. Yeah. No, I just, I deal with that all the time. I've just been doing uh, customer testimonials. So I've been, we've been joining them, you know, I've been getting them on StreamYard and, and just asking them 10 questions. That's a, kind of a way of doing a video video survey. And still, you know, you'd think after three months of a pandemic where, where many of us were forced to go home that people would have upgraded their equipment. And one, the equipment's not available. Two, they just haven't done it. And so uh, people still have really, really, really bad sound. Just everybody. It's, it's crazy what, 
how bad sound is for a lot of people. Fred says, uh, having to deal with poor customer service from web host providers uh, like HostGator. Customer support is a big deal. It's part of my job. And I, I'm on the other end of it. I'm dealing with customers that are calling in. And it's hard. It's It's tough, especially when you're like in Dave's case, you know, this is super frustrating for Dave that he keeps getting booted out and has to, you know, has to figure some things out. He's probably rebooting his router right now. He may be smashing his router as we speak on the uh, on on the desk. He's already taken a baseball bat to it. Uh, it's frustrating sometimes. I mean, customer support. I was I was doing some things with Zoom yesterday, so I was trying to I was trying to do a happy hour call with a buddy man on the deck. And so we joined on Teams first and Teams was struggling yesterday. So that didn't work. So we tried to switch over to Zoom and I couldn't create the Zoom call on my phone. So I had to come into the office and create the Zoom call. And then I still couldn't get to it on my phone. I was just, a, I just wanted to chuck the freaking phone and like, oh, we're talking, Dave, we're talking about customer support problems. Like mm. I asked them the question in the chat room, what's the, what's your technical nemesis? Like, your modem right now, whatever's causing the problem, oh. that would be bad. Like you, you're going to, uh, Kyle, I was asking him, what, what do they struggle with? Like, what's their technical nemesis? And Kyle says, um, his is learning how to use OBS studio as an, as I experiment with video. Sound syncing is hard. Yeah. OBS is one of those. It's open source. It's free. It's really cool. And yeah. it fits under the category of options equal confusion. Like it literally has. 8,000 options. And this is, it's funny as I follow the StreamYard Facebook group, now everybody in that group is trying to get Gage and Dan to add more options. Like they've mm. kept it really, really simple on StreamYard. Like it works, it's simple, you know, and everybody is trying to like, I can't live without 1080. I can't live without more options from the streaming. I guess the streaming um, yeah. thing down here has a 200 character limit. I need more I need this. I need that. You know, so OBS is one of those where because of, because they listen to everybody in the community, there's yeah. literally 10,000 options. Well, that's it. And then what's fun is there's OBS and then there's OBS studio and then there's OBS. Like it's, yeah. it's people yeah. couldn't decide. And so I went with one. They're like, this one doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it's easier. And there was something with like a tip jar and it ended up, like they don't tell you what size graphic to upload and I upload whatever it was, it got smushed and it was just, everything was just weird. And I just went, yeah, yeah never mind. And yeah. that's when StreamYard came along. I was like, well, this does what I want it to do. And, um, oh yeah, it works, you know? Well, and simple almost always works. That's the yeah. thing. It just has, you're just limited and it just, it, it always cracks me up because I've, I've watched this. Um, and by the way, as podcaster, you can get sucked into this as well. I've watched this because your show can get more and more complicated. Like you can continue to add complication or complicated things, more steps, more tasks, more things. Um, I've watched software do this through several segments oh, where it starts yeah. easy and it works. And you're like, Oh, this is great. And then they actually start listening to their, to their customers and they start adding in all these things. And then all of a sudden you have Microsoft Word and you go, Oh my God. Like there are about 8,000 things you can do in Word. You know, and now like in PowerPoint, you can do that. Like in PowerPoint, you can do captions. It's like, I never in a million years would have thought of captions in PowerPoint. Yeah. But, so not that, again, not that it's bad, but it's kind of makes it more complicated. And so you come to these things and you're like, Oh, geez, how do when we I, do this? When I used to teach Microsoft Word, it would be like, 
you'd go through because a lot of it was for people that were writing books, indexes, and table of contents and things like that. And it was cool. But there were many a time I'd be teaching a class and somebody goes, okay, I, I see what that does. But like, w- when would I use that? I'm like, if you're right. writing a book or right. something and they're like, oh, or a report. And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of just extra stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's tough for software providers. They create a really cool product. And I, I listen, I applaud Dan and Gage over there at, at StreamYard for not giving in on some of these right. things. Because you create these things and they get popular and it really starts pulling in the fringe. And then it's somebody's like, Hey, can someone make a way for me to podcast without me actually doing anything? Like that's it boy. It, 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 right. it, it kind of boils down to that. Um, you know, to that level of service. And you just can't do that, right? It's just not possible. Well, and it, it comes back to almost like podcasting. You have to know who your audience is. Right. But that also means eventually you're going to have somebody who's going to go, yeah, that's, we don't do that. We like, I know you want this and that, but that's not what this is for. You yeah. know, it's kind of like the roadcaster. I think they switched. They, they started off with the absolute newbie and they had so many people going, what do you mean you can't, you know, do right. this and that? That they're like, okay, we're going to kind of abandon the newbie and we're going to go with the the professional podcaster because the newbie wasn't going to put out 600 bucks for a device anyway. And, Except uh, there's those five newbies that do. And then <laughs> they go on the internet like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, what do we do? How do we, yeah, how do we do this? <laughs> I know this Miss Eileen says, I took one look at OBS and said, nope. And I was like, it's about how I, I tried it twice. And then I updated my Logitech mic. And there's a software they have called Logi that basically allows you to do a lot of what OBS does without actually the streaming part. I can switch screens and things like that. And I just went, yeah, I don't, because that's what I liked about OBS is I could have these different scenes and it has scenes. It has two, one, like you can have it set up to just be the camera. It could be you, like it could be your screen with you in the bottom right-hand corner, bottom left-hand corner, super simple. And I've been using that to create tutorials for the school of podcasting. It's just a matter of you have, it's, it's like doing it live. I have to, you know, click all the right buttons and things like that. Cause with Camtasia, Oh, I love that software, but we're like, and render the video and I'll be back in a week. It just takes forever. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's refreshing to hear somebody say, I think Carrie said, sorry, I missed what's OBS. <laughs> so yeah, it's, apparently it's not. Um, I mean, it is, it is popular, right? I mean, it's screen screencast software. I was trying to connect to YouTube cause they took yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, whatever was we were using before the Google Hangouts, right? Hangouts on air. Yep. Hangouts, Hangouts on, on air. air. Yeah. And so I looked at OBS and then somebody said StreamYard. And I was like, oh, wait, this does everything I need and more. Yeah. You know, well, and more is the question on that one. Uh, uh, OBS was developed in the days of, of hmm, shoot, vMix. And there's mm-hmm. another one. There's one other one. Um, uh, TriCaster? No, there was That's another hardware. vMix. Yeah. Tri- uh, vMix and. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. And OBS, open source. Those two are proprietary. Uh, OBS is open source. And there's a bunch of other ones that do it as well. But those were, there were probably three main ones. And so it kind of comes out of the era of software, right? You install software. You make sure the, the, you're, you're controlling it all locally. Where since then, and we think about Google Hangouts kind of starting this, but now with StreamYard, um, Blab was this way as well where you're using a browser or you're using the browser to really kind of be your control for this. HTML5 is kind of allowed for that. 
And so um, it, it's it, it kind of comes from a from a different era, so to speak. It's kind of it's old stuff, but because it's old, it's got just a boatload of options. It is it is complicated, and it's really made for the expert. I think this this is not a I'm a newbie. I'm going to dive into OBS and figure this thing out. If you're a newbie, just go to Streamyard. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, just a lot easier. I here's a, a phrase I've heard, and I wanted to get your take on it is if you're doing a podcast and it's just audio, if you decide to now do it live, like we're doing now, is that in essence taking it in everybody's favorite phrase to the next level? Like is, is like, Hey, I'm doing a podcast, but now I'm going to do it live on Facebook or StreamYard. I'm like, I want to take it to the next level. And I'm like, I'm not sure live is the next level. It's an, it's an additional level. I don't know. What do you think? I guess it depends on how you're defining levels. So like if levels of complexity, then (laughs) yes. (laughs) Right. If that's how you're, (laughs) if you're defining it that way, levels of success. Well, how are you defining your success? If it's advertisers or money or listeners. um, Yeah. It may allow you um, going live on LinkedIn or going live on Facebook or YouTube or whatever may, may Twitch may get you more listeners. And so if your next level is more listeners, yeah, it could. It, it exposes you to some new audiences. Yeah. Dan says, I would say live is not the next level for every show. Yeah. Uh, not all shows work. Oops. Uh, not all shows work well live. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Uh, it, it, it's it's it live is it's why I think it's a preference thing. You got to got to want to do it. You got to kind of be good at it. You know, yeah. apparently from you and me, you don't have to be good looking. <laughs> nope, not at all. Um, some podcasters suffer uh, when they switch live. Yeah, I know. For me, I'm an um machine. I, you, you know, I right. got to edit that. I want that stuff out of there. So I did see somebody ask that question today in Facebook. Should I edit my podcast? And I just go book editors, newspaper editors, movie editors. Yeah. Yeah. Those three, all those three, because you're locked up, we'll give you a second to come back here. Maybe we'll, maybe you might be right. You might be crazy. Why? Why would you just, this just might be the lunatic. You locked up a little bit. You're, you, you had gotten the three. You might be a lunatic. Yeah. You, you had gotten the three, the news. And I'm back. You are back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Newspaper, books, and movies all have editors. Like if yeah. I can make myself sound better, why would I not do that? Yeah. You know, we, we make minor edits. I don't edit out ums and ahs on the Gallup stuff. And I don't definitely don't do it on Home Gadget Geeks. It's just not, there's no value in that on either side. Now, there's some talk. We're, we're doing some, uh, we're doing some talk about an audiobook. That's definitely going to get edited. Like it's, I'm going to edit that bad boy right down to the millisecond. So, you know, in that kind of scenario, that's what's expected. And so I need to I need to have a better level of service uh, available there than than just, um, you know, just taking out the ums and the odds. I don't know. Chat room. Yes or no. Do you guys do you edit every single um and ah in in your podcast? Is that something you guys find value in? Yeah, I did. I did. Brett, I did. Thanks for catching that, by the way. Appreciate that. Uh, it, it's always interesting too the the level what people what people consider swearing like that's a that some some words are for some people some words aren't for some and and uh, depending upon what part of the country you're on and your understanding of English 
as to what this. Well, we we now know Dave uh, is definitely gone. So, how what's your editing like? What do you do? Um, uh, how much do you obsess about your editing there? Um, uh, Brett, interested while we're talking about that, interested why he should? Why do you think he should edit that out? Just what what do you think? Like for some. For some, they would say, I, I bet there's a there's a whole group of people here who didn't even hear it in the chat room. You know, they just they just went right past them. So why why should he if he's I'm not I'm not trying to be antagonistic with you, but I'm just kind of wondering what uh, um, what you think. So Gabriel says Gabrielle says I do unless it helps uh, uh, unless it helps to set the tone for something. Yeah, you could. In your audio edits, you could actually disrupt the tone. Like if you, if you get too aggressive with your editing, this is really applicable. Like I used to do this a lot where I would go in and take out silence. You know, you can, in audacity, you can go in and say, Hey, if the silence is longer than one second, I want you to condense it down to a second and you could take out the silence. Silence has a, has an effect on, on the tone of the conversation and that can change the tone. And so, you know, do you really want to edit the tone? Dan says, ums, uhs, and ums. Okay, that's good. I remove, he says, I remove them. This is Dan, if they're distracting to me as I'm editing. But sometimes, uh, hold on, Dan. Sometimes it's moving faster than you can do. Sometimes it's natural pause as something that's thinking hard. I, I leave those in. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm referring to is like, sometimes that pause can be critical in the in the conversation. And if you take it out, um, if you take it out, you, you kind of disrupt the flow there. Now I said a quiet um in that sentence, and that's actually kind of part of the sentence itself. And if you were, you may not, you may not choose to edit the um that I just said. You know, I was saying something, something, and then that's actually a part of it's part of the thought. It's not necessarily an um. You know, you've you've heard those people say ums. That you've heard those people say ums. Um, um, Dave does this a lot when he's and then, um, 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 you know, you're kind of thinking that way. You can, you can, your, your, your guest might say, um, and it, you might actually want to leave it in. It may be something that you want to deal with from, of, of leaving it in because it adds dram- a, a dramatic effect to, to what they're saying. So, um, Gabrielle also says pauses are a good thing. Craig says, I give a talk about, um, disfluencies. At PodFest, it seems that there are many different options on what to edit and what to leave in. Yeah, I don't know, we're having that discussion kind of um, kind of right now. NPR keeps a lot of pauses. Pauses can be good. They they can be they can also be very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, if if somebody's asking a question and and it doesn't deserve a pause, just putting a pause in for effect may not be something people want to um, want to keep in. We're back to just me, so we'll keep going. It removes. 160. Uh, oh, it's, uh, Max says uh, it removed. Let's see. Oh, he did. Did I miss a comment? I might have missed a comment earlier, Max, but removed 160 ums from the last show. I had to fix about three of those. That must have been an automatic um remover. Let me see if I can go back. Descript. Yeah, Descript automatically removes the ums. That's that's kind of what I thought, but I wanted to make sure that was right. And then, um, so see there, I used an um because I needed a second to think about what I was going to say. The uh, Descript will automatically remove those and there may be certain situations. Some people say ums fast, like it'll go 
Um, and then like, that's hard to edit. That's a hard, uh, in the wave file. It's hard to get that. And if you don't, you, you got, you got to cut it off, but you also have to crunch the front end of that. You know, go from, uh, I forget what they call that in audacity, but you, you, it goes quiet to loud. It's kind of like a Pac-Man, like you're kind of crunching it. That is a, a technique, but you have to be really careful with that because they'll come in on a word and the tone is wrong. It sounds wrong. You're like, ooh, that there was something before that. And so you've got to work. You can't always edit those ums out because they don't always, they're not always nice and neat. And um, yeah, there we go. Nice and neat and have the ability to do so in a way that um, that makes a difference. So let's see. You guys are doing great in the chat room, by the way. Eileen says, uh, I think that's what most people like about back to the OBS conversation, that people like the price. It is free. What else? Ums and ahs. This is Craig. Ums and ahs signal that we want to keep speaking and that we still have the floor. Yes, that is a good, that's a good example of somebody. Hey, I need to think about this for a second. I'm going to take a break. And, and, you know, in our language, sometimes we're afraid as soon as we take a pause, someone else will, will, will jump in on that. You know, they'll have the, the talker who jumps in. So you can use, I never thought of that, but you can use ums in a defensive <laughs> role to continue to keep the conversation going right there. I just had to think twice to stop saying um, by the way, in that. Um, it, so, see, I just did it. Uh, I use them in transitions. So I'll be having one thought and then I just, it's a natural thing to say as I go into a transition. So I've, I've really got to, I've really got to work on that. But it does, uh, Craig, that does bring up an interesting point in our interviews as we're interviewing people of knowing when to jump in. Like, when do we actually, when is it okay to ask the next question? When is it okay to interrupt? Because there are, I think there's certain circumstances. You might have a guest that is going too long and you kind of know, okay, we got the point. I'm going to edit them. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this edit like two minutes ago. And I really want to move on to the next subject. So I might interrupt. And I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, I try not to interrupt at, very often, but there are times you need to. Uh, Dave and I step on each other from time to time in this show. And we'll interrupt each other just kind of based on it's easier for me to interrupt him now because he's I, he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have control in the sense that, you know, he's dropping out and it's OK. Right. It's, it's just part of the part of the process. Um, is it okay when, and when is it okay to interrupt? Brandon in the chat room says, I interviewed Christopher. Oh, Brandon, you did. I love Christopher judge, Christopher judge from Stargate. I cut out more of his ums than there were the other words. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to use the interview, but it was one of my favorite interviews ever. So we're big, we're big Stargate fans here. Christopher judges is a big, we're big fans of him. So I have to go back. Shoot me that. Shoot me that link. I'd love to hear that podcast where you did that. But do you guys, when is it okay to to interrupt? Brandon, you had also made a comment while I'm waiting for those comments to come in. You made a comment that you enjoy. You said, I really enjoy watching Dave drop and seeing how Jim is just rolling with the punches, teaching us how to do a live show. Yeah, you, you, this doesn't happen automatically. You know, there's a little bit. And I'm not saying it's the most comfortable thing in the world to do either. There's actually a whole bunch of things going on around me as well. My wife just came home with groceries and she's putting them away. And so there's all kinds of movement going on around me. She brought me, I don't know if you guys like this, but this is my favorite snack in the whole world, munch. 
and uh, it's just so delicious. Um, so she brought me some of those. So tons of distractions, not only not only with what's going on with Dave, but trying to monitor the chat room as well as keeping track of you guys in the chat room. It's a little bit of work. It's a little bit of work. It's just one of those things I've been doing this. I think this is where practice helps. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it either. So do you guys interrupt? Craig says you can interrupt with a compliment. You make an interesting point there. But can I just ask, Craig, that's a great way. Like, hey, wait a minute. This is another one. Hey, wait a minute. You said something really interesting there. And before we forget it, let's, can can we, you know, most guests won't realize you're interrupting them at that point. They'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I did say something interesting. And so that they won't, they won't take offense. Have you ever had chat room? Have you ever had? Have you ever interrupted someone and they get mad at you for that? Like they, like they feel offended or they feel, they feel frustrated that they've been interrupted. Carrie says, I'm doing a good job. So thanks. I'm only doing a good job because you guys are putting things in the chat room, by the way. So continue, continue to do that. I'm kind of feeding off of, I should probably move the chat room a little bit closer. So it looks like maybe I'm looking a little more at the camera on that one. I leave it way off to the right because usually it's not, uh, it's not an issue on this one, but, but you never know. So have you ever, um, chat room, any, any, have you guys ever, ever interrupted? I'm trying to think, have I interrupted a guest and, uh, by the time Dave comes back, <laughs> we'll, we'll be done with the show. Have you guys ever interrupted a guest and had it, um, had them get mad? What would I do? Like if Dave never comes back, do, I guess if I just leave, I don't know how that would work. We started a little late, so we'll go, we'll go a little late. I'll wait for Dave, um, to come back. Carrie says, uh, not me, but I tend to be a very patient listener, but I do get frustrated when people interrupt me without acknowledging why. Yeah. Well, Carrie, I think your I think your point on that. Let's see if Dave's in Slack. No. Uh, so I think your point on that is is well taken. The interruption just for interruption's sake. In other words, when someone just wants to, you, you, <laughs> you've had that happen, right? To you, and you're talking to somebody, and they're like, they're they're just waiting for your lips to stop moving, and you can kind of see them. Right. You've seen that. You've had that. And that's super frustrating. And I'm not going to say I haven't done that myself to people. Like I might be bad at that. I'm, I get excited in a conversation and I'm like, yeah, but me. Yeah. Yeah. You and me, uh, Brian Regan. If you haven't seen, <laughs> if you haven't seen this Brian Regan skit. So Brian Regan, super funny, really clean comedy, by the way. Brian Regan, he's got this, uh, I think, uh, he's talking about, uh, I think it's called um, Moonwalker. I think that's the name of the skit, Moonwalker. Talks about he, he, how he always wishes he was, he had been one of the, the seven astronauts that had walked on the moon. So at parties when people are trying, cause you know, those conversations where everybody's trying to one up each other, like, well, I had, you know, I had an impacted tooth. That this is his skit, right? Why well, I, I had two, I had four, I had eight and they, you know, one was crawling out my nose, you know, kind of thing. So we get in, I don't find that happening on podcasts. I don't, I don't find interviews, even in group or in, um, uh, roundtable discussions. I don't find that those, that one-upmanship is as big of a deal as when you're at a party or with your, with friends or you're just with a group of people. And you know, you, you've, you've seen that, right? They just, they just constantly, yeah, but. Yeah. Well, you think that's bad. You just told the story about, you know, somebody having cancer and they're like, well, you think that's bad. And you're like, no, 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 it, it is bad. Don't, don't try to one up it. You know, it's, it's bad. Craig says my pet peeve is when interviewers keep affirming with, um, and yes, 
and other noises. Ooh, that add nothing to the conversation. I am super guilty of this. In fact, I've had to work really, really hard in my interviews for Gallup of not doing that. So in other words, when you're in person and you're doing that and you say it, nobody cares. But on the audio, you don't want the other person. I think I'm with you, Craig. You don't want the other person standing there and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, it's okay in some spots, but I, I was bad. I was doing this all the time. And I had a listener just call me out. They were like, hey, could you quit? And actually, it was my audio editor. <laughs> he was like, hey, can you quit saying yes in the middle of the interviews? Like, that's not, that's not good. You know where it's not good is in, is in transcripts. That it's particularly bad in transcripts. And so um, the guy who edits my transcripts now leaves it out and I'm doing less of it. But Craig, that's a super good point uh, that you make there is that for audio and video may not be great if we're if we're constantly affirming them. So I don't know. Uh, take that again. I, I'm, I'll admit I was bad at that. I'm getting better. I'm not perfect. But I do try to what's what's made me better is I do these interviews where these testimonies where we don't you don't want to hear the other person. And so I actually have to mute myself so that they can't hear me agreeing with it. So super good point. Max says, I don't interrupt, but when they stop talking, I may come back and say, let's circle back to that. Well, and so the opposite side of interrupting, of course, is having this long gap, right? At the end of a question, the human tendency is to fill that space either by the guest or by you. Or to come in too, too, too quick. I've actually, um, I've told guests in the past, if there's an audio, if you're done with the sentence and I don't come back in right away, don't feel like that's a clue to keep talking. Like I don't, I don't want you to reiterate the point again because what we'll do or what guests will do is they'll, they'll get uncomfortable and then they'll just keep talking. They'll say, yeah. And it's just like when you're doing an interview and you say, is there anything that, like you, you get to the end of their question? And like, anything else you want to say? And they'll go, no. And then they'll say something. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you noticed that? It happens all the time. It's so funny when that happens. It's like they, you know, uh, no, I don't, I think we covered everything, but, and then they'll say, they'll say one more thing. I cut that part out if I can. Um, take that, take that piece away. Cause they did have something more to say, but it's a natural tendency, I think, for people to want to say, no, I think we covered everything. Oh, but in, in them saying we covered everything, they think of one, one more thing. Carrie says, my husband's a chronic interrupter. And when we talked about it, he says he just does so. He gets so excited to add to the point and fears forgetting the point. Uh, if he doesn't blurt it out, it, it won't get, it won't get heard right then. My wife does the same thing, by the way. And you know what? I probably do too. And maybe that's kind of a common human problem. There are people who are better at it than others for sure, but. But I think it's a kind of a, oh, I got to say this right now. I've, I've gotten to the point now where I start writing things down to try to stop that. Like if I'm in a conversation, I'll just say while they're talking, I'll be like, and I'll just, I'll, I'll write it down. Now, what's interesting is if you start doing that in person, people will stop talking. <laughs> what are you writing down? <laughs> you know, but it, it gives me the ability to not be the, I've got to say it right now. Um, Kenny says, in your opinion, if I'm getting about 100 downloads per day, where do you think I can rate in the overall scheme of things is all podcasters? I hope that makes sense. Yeah, uh, 100 a day, all podcasters. Uh, so that's probably pretty good, just to be honest. I don't I don't have the current numbers. I don't want to look. I, Kenny, I don't think you should look at it that way. I think you should look. We say this a lot here on the show. 
It's not about downloads. It's about engagement. What are you getting for those 100 downloads a day? So what's your call to action in your podcast? And it can be anything. At work, certainly we have product and and I'm trying to get customers moved in certain directions. For home gadget geeks, it's to get them into our, into our social circles, right? We want to create community. My Home Gadget Geeks podcast is only made to create community. That's the only reason I have it. I don't sell anything. Well, I have a Patreon account, some of those other kind of things, but most of the reason is to get, is to create community. What's your CTA, Kenny? What is your, what are you hoping to get out of it? And then I would measure that. Like, and it could be your goal is to go 200 a day. That's okay. Do things to, to start, like, set your, set your goals appropriately. Doesn't really matter what you're doing against the industry, to be honest. If your niche is super tight, I have a, I have a really, t- uh, a, a really narrow focus at Gallup, right? Not just strengths, but Clifton strengths and not just Clifton strengths, but Clifton strengths with our certified coaches. That's going to limit the number. There's only so many people on the planet and it's in the, it's less than 50,000 probably. I'm never going to see the hundreds of hundreds of thousands of downloads. This is not going to happen because there's just not enough people on the planet to, to, to listen to that, that are interested in that. So my, uh, my audience niche is tight. So, so Kenny, what's your niche? How big is it? What is your potential? I would measure it against that. And then I'd measure it against yourself. Are you gaining listeners month over month, week over week, whatever, whatever you want to do? Dan says, I cut out all the, I cut all those affirmations out when the guest is talking. My, my track gets cut completely. Yeah. One of the advantages, Dan, and a good point, and I don't do this, but one of the advantages to multi-track recording, right? Is you can, you could still do the affirmations with a, which I think is actually important in person when you're making those affirmations that fuels the, the person talking that gives them fuel. They're like, Oh, okay. What I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying. You can do that with your eyes, by the way, or you can do that with your body language. You can, you know, you can do things, honestly, don't make it up, but you can do things that way. And so that they don't show up. But one of the advantages to, um, to definitely doing multi-track recording is that allows you to do that. Brandon says, I interrupt and post. I edit for content a lot. My job is to make sure the guests sound as smart as possible. And and that is good. That's that's very, very true. I've had some really smart guests who um a lot. And you're right, when you can take some of those out or some of those things that they said that didn't really and everything we said is not necessarily worth recording. Like I wonder how much of this that I've just said is even worth recording. And and I kinda wonder if Dave's ever gonna come back. <laughs> well, And the truth is, no, Dave didn't come back because his internet company was having an issue. The kind of private meetup that we talked about for the awesome supporters has been rescheduled till June 20th. Find Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Find me at SchoolOfPodcasting.com. Use the coupon code ASK to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And, of course, if you want to be an awesome supporter, join us over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Stick around if you are a patron for some post-show. 